welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner is that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season one, we're talking all about career breaks. Let's get started. Welcome back. As you may or may not know, my signature course is called Career Break Bootcamp, and it's coming back this December. And so today I'm so excited to introduce to you Ryan, a student from my very first round of Career Break Bootcamp. And we're talking all about his career up until this point, his dreams of travel, and how Career Break Bootcamp helped him make it a reality. And he'll be taking off on his year-long career break at the end of this year. So very exciting stuff. And so if you might be interested in Career Break Bootcamp or learning more about how to take a career break to travel the world, I am offering a free live training on December 15th and on December 16th. So there's a link in the show notes to sign up. There are four different times it's happening, so you can find something that's super convenient for you and join me live. There will be Q&A. There will be bonuses if you stay until the end, and so it's going to be a great time, and I look forward to seeing you there. But right now, I'm so excited to introduce you to Ryan, and here's today's interview. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm super excited to introduce my guest today, Ryan, because he was a student in my first round of Career Break Bootcamp. And so we will call him a success story because we're going to talk about his upcoming career break today. And so I'm going to hand it over to him to introduce himself briefly. So Ryan, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, good to be here. Do you want to tell us a tiny bit about yourself before we dive in? Sure. Uh, So I'm 34. Um, I've actually spent most of my life on uh, the East Coast. Grew up in the DC metro area, went to high school in New Jersey. I lived in New York City for about 13 years. I didn't really travel much up until I was about 29. Uh, That was the first time I went across the globe. Um, But it was around then that I realized that I had the travel bug, which you know, here I am four years later, um, I'm taking a year off and seeing as much as I can. So um, pretty excited. Yay. And so, yeah, we've already spoiled it. Ryan is taking a career break. So let's backtrack a little bit. And do you mind sharing some about your career up until this point? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, I mean, from high school, I uh, went up to New York City for college. I studied film up there. Um, you know, when I graduated, it was in the midst of the recession and uh, really hustling to get a good film job was, um, you know, my primary focus. And, you know, I really hit the pavement. I did a lot of odd jobs for, you know, a couple years um, and finally landed uh, where I'm at now and where I've been over the last six years, um, which is more on the business side of uh, the film industry than say like the production side. 
Um, and you know what, honestly, like uh, the hard work that I did paid off. I'm really um, grateful to have been there for this long. Um, my coworkers have become family at this point. Uh, the work that we do is really interesting and, um, and quality, um, which I can't always say about the film industry. Um, and I'm treated well, I'm compensated well, I have an actual work-life balance. Um, but at a certain point, you know, I got so wrapped up in uh, the hustle um, to get the dream job um, that as soon as I got it, and, um, you know, as I've said, I've been here six years, and um, I've been able to go off to Sundance, uh, and uh, the Toronto Film Festival, and work with, like, some really uh, amazing um, companies from across uh, the US and Canada and, and many international as well. Um, you know, I'm at a point in which it's like, I've done everything that I have been set out to do in my career. And, um, you know, there was a little bit of a yearning in me for something more. Um, and the older I get, the more I realize it's, your career isn't everything. It's also about what do you want to accomplish in your life? What makes you happy? Um, and it's interesting for me because ever since I've committed to doing this travel, um, I've realized that this is something that I've wanted to do since uh, as far back as I could remember. I'm talking, you know, four, five, six years old and getting really excited to spin the globe or uh, check books out from the library about different countries or, you know, in the early days of the internet seeking uh, international pen pals and asking them questions about what it was like to live, you know, say in Europe or Asia or South America and really realizing that this is something that has been a huge part of me all this time. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of where I'm shifting, um, and, and exploring that for the next year. I love that so much. And it's so interesting because you've had that feeling for so long, but you also mentioned you hadn't really started traveling until you were 29. Right. So yeah. what do you think the holdup was there? I mean, you know, in hindsight, I didn't realize it back then, but, uh, you know, a lot of it was financial. I graduated with a lot of student debt and, uh, you know, I didn't realize, you know, you don't think about these things when you're 23, 24, but so much of the decisions you make, uh, including professional decisions, are on the basis of I've got to pay this much money, <laughs> you know, to the bank every month. Um, and on top of that, I was living in New York City and, you know, developed a nice life for myself. I had a great friend network. Um, I was living in Brooklyn and I loved it out there. And, you know, New York's an expensive city on top of it. So uh, for years, I think I was just caught up about. Uh, caught up to um, in, in making ends meet. Um, so, you know, you lose sight of what your dreams actually are when you're worried about, um, you know, getting the paycheck next month and having money to cover rent and the bills and student loans. And, uh, you know, and that, that was really hitting me too. You know, I was starting to realize that it was burning me out a bit, just um, being so caught up in just you know, surviving, you know? Um, so yeah, so I, I would say, you know, as I said, I'm like in my thirties now, I've gotten the debt situation under control. Um, I'm in a much better place financially, not 
anything uh, exorbitant, but like I'm, I'm living comfortably enough now. Um, and, you know, honestly, thanks to the pandemic, um, you know, I, I wasn't going out. I was really lucky uh, to have kept my job. Um, so I was able to save up money, uh, something that I don't think I could have been able to do if I was in New York City, where there is, you know, something to do and to take your buddy away every night and every weekend, you know, whether it's going out to your friends, uh, going out with your friends to a bar or uh, going to a new movie or going to see a concert or a museum, um, you know, as awful as uh, the quarantine was, which it, it was really bad. Um, uh, you know, it did give me the luxury to be able to save up and to actually uh, give myself the time to focus and commit to doing this. That's awesome. And it's so true. Like if you actually think about money that you would spend in New York City and how far it could actually go in other parts of the world, like that's a great way to think about it differently. Mm -hmm. So yep. money does go a lot further when you're traveling a lot of the time. So that's really exciting. And yeah. so travel's been on your mind your whole life, but when did you really start thinking about long-term travel versus just like vacationing and seeing different places when you had the time? Right. I think that there were like several <laughs> um, milestones that built me up to this point. You know, the, uh, you know, as I mentioned, like the first time um, I ever stepped foot abroad was when I was 29 years old. I uh, went out to Scotland. It was a solo trip. Um, and it was incredible, you know, it was, you know, even though it's still an English speaking country, Scotland is some place, it's English speaking, you can't always understand them, but uh, everyone was really friendly out there. Um, but, you know, I didn't just go to the major cities, I uh, went a little bit off the map uh, to the lowlands and um, just, you know, it felt like I was in a dream at, at certain points. And, uh, you know, then that Saturday, Sunday came along and I realized that the vacation was up and, you know, not only was there all these new experiences being um, thrown at me and I was meeting, making new friends and um, really tapping into a part of myself that I, that was dormant for years, then I have to go back home. And before I know it, that kind of magic that I was feeling New York kind of takes that out of you after a couple weeks and you're back to the grind. Um, so, you know, for the next few years, I would go back to Europe. I'd do the week trip and each time I would make amazing friends, have uh, some really special experiences. And then I'd have to take the flight back. And uh, there really wasn't enough time to pursue that. I knew that there was a lot of inner growth going on during these periods and um, I couldn't pursue it. Um, so I think that was one part. Um, another thing that helped was I reconnected with um, some extended family, uh, cousins of my father. All of them had been international travelers at one point or another in their lives. You know, they taught English, you know, they lived in Costa Rica for a few years. One is still a permanent expat out in France. Um, so being it, and they were all older than me, you know, ranging from 50 to 75. Um, and all of them, uh, you know, were just really happy, well-rounded people. And I can tell it was those points in their lives that really shaped them. 
Um, so seeing other people who were older than me who had done it and looked back and had no regrets over it and were actually, it's one of the things that they're most proud about, um, really encouraged me to keep on going for it. So I think around that time, I decided I wanted to go abroad. I didn't know how. Um, I didn't know if that meant like teaching English in Spain for a year or looking at a master's program somewhere. Um, I was, nothing felt quite right. Then I reconnected with an old classmate who did travel around the world for a year. And she, you know, said it only costs this much money. It's if you're thinking about doing it, you absolutely should. And it was the first person my age and, you know, a direct peer of mine who had done this, who made it seem entirely doable because you know most of my most of my friends in my life don't really travel abroad you know and when I talk to them I talk about even just like going to Europe and it's like oh it's so much work and it's so expensive and you know I didn't really have that support system so I really you know as soon as I started getting interested in travel it was funny how you know that support network started to come to me through reconnecting with this family and and my old classmate and, and seeing that it could be done. Um, and then I would say, you know, during the pandemic, uh, or should I say towards the tail end of the pandemic, I decided to do a test run. And I went out to Mexico for two weeks and made friends with locals and travelers and um, just really had the time of my life out there. And I said, you know, if, if these two weeks are a preview of the year to come, then you know, count me in. I know that this, I, I still have the vacation money to float around. I'm going to need to be a little bit more conservative uh, when I do this year off. But I said, if you split up those two weeks over the course of a year, then it's entirely worth it. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's taken, you know, about four years to really build the confidence into doing this. But, um, you know, I'm, I think I'm here now. So yeah. <laughs> Yes. So can you like pinpoint the moment that you're like, okay, I'm in, I'm committed. This is happening. I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, like there were, there were two, there was one time in which I went out to Spain and I, you know, I was on the South Eastern coast underneath Barcelona. And I was just sitting out on this beautiful view of the Mediterranean. And I said to myself, like, I don't know, I'm going to do it. I want to live abroad at some point, like I want to do this very soon, next couple of years. And that brought me to exploring teaching English and looking at master's programs before I thought about doing an entire uh, backpacking year. And then as soon as I got back from Mexico, you know, each time you travel home, doesn't seem as appealing. And right when I came back, I said to myself, you know, I'm not afraid anymore to give the landlord notice to go through the stress of a move, um, to tell, uh, my bosses, like I, I, there was a time in which I was about to do it back in June and I couldn't quite bring myself to do it. Um, but it was really doing that test run, um, and seeing what things could be like that made me want to go back and say, this is worth all of the pain and stress and discomfort, um, that, uh, I did experience, but of course it's not as bad when you actually do it. Uh, it's always totally. it's the build up to it. And then as soon as it happens, there's a huge sigh of relief. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And so now you've done that. You've told the landlord, you've talked to your bosses, you've moved your 
yourself and some of your things across the country. So can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit about how your conversations went at work? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, um, that was really the hardest part. It wasn't the move out. Um, you know, I should also mention, you know, living on the East Coast right before the pandemic hit, I moved out solo to uh, Southern California. Um, so I, I had to move out all on all on my own, uh, which was a lot uh, to deal with. But you, I would think that that would be the thing that would stress me out the most. No, it was actually talking to my job about it. Um, you know, I've been there for six years and uh, I'm I am lucky that it's actually a positive work environment. But, you know, it is the whole golden con uh, handcuffs concept of things are so good you never want to leave uh, even though you have your own personal dreams and ambitions and um and just being a and just the thought of opening the floodgates and you know being looked at in a negative way or feeling like i was going to betray them in some way really you know was gnawing at me for a long time ever since i started thinking about this um but you know i think everyone was uh you know, I, God, when I had to tell my immediate boss, like I was extremely nervous. I was shaking. I was like doing a lot of self-talk in the car before meeting up with him for lunch. Um, and as soon as I talked to him, you know, I, I, he was a hundred percent supportive. Um, and he said, you know, we're, we will figure it out. We'll find a way to make it work. Um, you know, I had to talk to the COO and the president after, and, you know, I'm actually still in discussion with them. Um, we're trying to figure out if uh, they can hold my spot open or not. Um, I'm really, uh, I, I would love to go back there um, if, if uh, they're open to it. It's a big ask. Um, but it's nice getting the conversation over with in which I can say to myself, like, no matter what happens, um, I'm fine with the decision I made, whether I have my job coming back or not. And then there's also another possibility in my head in which it's like, you could be offered your job and um, maybe you discover you love, I don't know, basket weaving in Costa Rica and you <laughs> want to do that for the rest of your life. I probably couldn't do that, but uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm very open to the possibilities that may arise from the year off. Um, you know, I don't think I want to work in film for the rest of my life. Um, I've also been, you know, uh, feeling the need for a career change at some point. I don't know what that is yet. So um, if I go back to a company that I uh, love very much and am grateful to be a part of, that's great. But if something else arises that feels like my calling for the next chapter in my life, I'm all, all on board for that, too. That's, I love everything you just said. And like, I want to just bring attention to the point that like you had to be willing to let it all go in order for like the possibilities to show up that they're like, yes, we might be able to take you back after an entire year. And like that right. would never happen if you weren't willing to give it up. And right. so, and then the fact that you're like open to other possibilities as well, like it's just, I'm so excited for you and thanks. nothing but good things will be coming to you. I just know it. It's once you take that leap, once you trust yourself to make the decisions in line with what you want to be doing, 
things just start falling into place. Like you were they saying do. with the support yeah. from the travel community and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yay. <laughs> so Ryan, can you talk a little bit about how joining my course Career Break Bootcamp helped you in this process or anything that you took away from being part of the course? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we met in August, so we were still, I mean, I guess we're still in the thick of the pandemic. I, I just don't know at this point. Um, but, you know, at that point in time, you know, I was uh, living alone out in California and um, saving money and doing as much research as I could in terms of what would it take to go backpacking around the world for a year. Um, and honestly, when you are alone, stuck in your head and, uh, don't know how you can pull something that still feels impossible off, it can get really overwhelming. Um, so I was really grateful to have found your course. Uh, you did a, a talk at, um, with the nomadic network that, you know, I was following as a resource over the past year. Um, and it was just everything that I really needed at that point in time. I think the benefit um, that I wasn't expecting um, from your boot camp was just, uh, you know, there are six other people who are si who are basically reading my mind when they are talking about their life story and sharing their anxieties and what they want to accomplish out of this. I was like, oh my god, I, I feel uh, so heard right now um, because, like I said, I didn't have any close friends who had ever thought about this or had ever considered this. So really having that weekly support network um, made the world of a difference. Um, and, and then breaking it down to, you know, challenging your anxieties, then looking at the finances. And that was another thing that was overwhelming to me. I knew how much money I would have. I didn't know how it would break down between countries and, and you know, so having that, like, um, you know, you, you developed a really great spreadsheet that I'm still using to plot in numbers for certain places um, whenever I'm adding it to my ever-changing itinerary. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I think everyone, I was also surprised, like, every, we all were doing our own research prior to the boot camp. So there was so much uh, exchange of information and, and tips from everyone in that group. Um, that was just really invaluable. Um, so yeah, at, at a time in which I really needed the motivation um, and I needed the encouragement and I needed the support, it really, really came in handy. Awesome. So glad to hear that. And yeah, that's what I try to bring to it. Like definitely motivation, accountability and community and some tips and tricks along the way as well. So is there anything you learned inside the course that you hadn't even considered before joining? Well, like I said, the, the uh, financials of it, like the spreadsheet and doing actually ha the, the, the formula to figuring out what your monthly budget looks like, that was extremely helpful for me because like I said, I knew what the yearly budget for doing this would look like. But when you actually start to look at region by region and how much money you're saving in certain parts of the world versus others and sacrifices that you would need to make uh, if you were to stay in Europe for an extra several months versus spending time in Southeast Asia or Mexico is really helpful. Um, so I've already 
kind of designed a an itinerary that I'm open to changing changing depending on what uh, what happens in the next year. Um, but I feel really good um, with how it looks so far, and it definitely helps knowing um, how to balance where where you're spending your time at. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And who would you recommend this course for? Um, anyone who really wants to do it, they're thinking about it a lot and they are extremely overwhelmed with the prospect of doing it. I really do think that the structure and the support make a world of a difference. Um, you know, yeah, if, if it's in your mind, if you can't shake it out of your head, um, from like, like me, like I was for four years, I've been thinking about doing something like this and, you know, nothing was quite sticking. Um, so, uh, it, you know, it, it's really nice to be able to not only do research on your own, but actually have a format uh, to work with and, and, and a weekly check-in. So, awesome. yeah. Yeah. And like, once the idea is in your head, it's not going anywhere. Like the only way to kind of relieve that itch is to take action on it and try it mm -hmm. out and experience them. So, yeah. Awesome. And would you mind sharing a bit about your initial career break, career break plan? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I still need to buy my first ticket, uh, which I am calendaring the date of December 28th or December 29th. Um, and that I will start out in Mexico. I actually, I have to work remotely for my company for about two months and it's easy to do it down there being on a similar time zone. Um, but I also, when I went to Mexico back in September, I learned so much about new places to check out from San Cristobal to Puebla to Merida. Um, so now I have a whole list of destinations that I want to check out that I wouldn't have known about anyway, had I not gone down there. You know, my knowledge of Mexico prior to travel was simply Mexico City. Uh, and then once I started doing research, you, a bunch of travelers talk about uh, Oaxaca, which brought me down there. And then you go to Oaxaca and you learn of all these other amazing places to check out in Mexico. So Mexico will be um, the first two months. Um, then I will make my way to Europe um, and float around there for four months. I think Europe is really going to be my hostel style experience. Um, <laughs> I've got a few friends who live out there, so I have a few couches to crash on. Uh, but given how expensive Europe can be, I do want to watch it and try not to go overboard. But I, there's so much of that continent that I do want to see. Following that um, would be going out to Southeast Asia, uh, Vietnam in particular. Um, you know, I, my family spent time out there. Um, I've heard lots of wonderful stories and I really like the culture and the food and the people and, um, want to give myself about three months out there. Um, I'm kind of, I, I have like this thing where I'm saying like Vietnam slash Nepal. Uh, <laughs> so maybe I'll make a spur of the moment decision and go to Nepal instead, because that's another country I've always wanted to visit. Um, and then following Vietnam, I really want to be back in Mexico for uh, Dia de los Muertos, uh, the Day of the Dead. Um, so, so my hope is, I mean, I'm 
really going around the globe here. I've saved up a lot of frequent flyer miles. So I hope this stretches several continents. Um, but yeah, that, that I'll be back in Mexico by that point, um, which would be about the end of my trip. I want to be around friends and family for Thanksgiving, Christmas next year. So, um, but you know, the other thing I'm saying to myself, uh, this is kind of like my blueprint itinerary. Um, but I really do want to th leave things open. You know, you never know if uh, you're going to meet a group of travelers who are, you really click with and they're going to some country that you would have never thought of, or, you know, you really do fall in love with the place. You want to spend more time there. Um, I, you know, I, I haven't, I, I, I always am the type of person who loves to plan ahead. So I just came up with this timeline in my mind just to, make sense of it all, but I'm really open to the possibility of changing my plans on a whim um, based on who I meet and uh, what countries really do resonate with me. Ah, I love it. I think that's so perfect. I love that you call it a blueprint. And like, it is important to have an idea so your brain feels like it's safe. Like you've thought it through. Okay, it's okay to go do this now. But like, I think spontaneity is where the magic happens in the travel. Absolutely. So I think it's amazing yeah. that you are open to it. And I know you're going to have an incredible experience. However, it plays out, like, however it does play out is how it's supposed to play out. So exactly. Yeah. Exciting stuff. And so last question, how do you feel now that you've taken the leap? You've done the hard stuff. How do mm -hmm. you feel? Um, maybe a little too relaxed right now because <laughs> like I've I spent two years just doing nonstop research and dreading the conversation with work and um just really I I feel like it occupied 90 percent of my thoughts every day um so now that it's all over and done with I'm feeling far more in the moment um a lot more relaxed I'm sleeping better I'm happier um uh, that said, I'm, I'm a little angry with that whole concept because like I have a lot to do before I start this trip in a few weeks. So I've got to crack down at some point, but I'm, I'm feeling, yeah, it's a huge weight off my shoulders to, you know, first off, a lot of people talk about uh, chasing their dreams and they never do, you know, it's something that you'll do next year or the year after or the year after that. Um, it's a great feeling when you actually see that you've stuck to it and you've pulled it off. Um, so I feel really good about that. Cause I, I could see if I thought about doing this five years ago um, or, or I was committing to do this five years ago, I just keep saying to myself next year, next year, I'd love to do this someday. Um, but it's a great feeling to have that now out in the world and you're going for it. Um, so yeah, generally feeling really good. Awesome. I love that. And I think that's the perfect note to end on. So Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show. To those of you listening, thank you so much for being here. If you are interested in joining Career Break Bootcamp, it is opening back up mid-December. And I want to let you know that I'm having a free live training on how to take a career break to travel the world this December 15th or on December 16th. So you can find the link in the show notes to get registered for that if you're interested. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you again, Ryan. And then I will catch everyone on the next episode. 
A career break is more than escaping reality for a short time. It's an intentional break that will help you recover from the corporate burnout, fuel your inspiration through exploration, and ignite your fire for life. The next round of my signature program, Career Break Bootcamp, will be back this December. If you dream about leaving your job in exchange for some full-time travel, but don't know how to get started, this program is for you. You can find the link to hop on the waitlist inside the show notes so that you don't miss out. This is your life. What are you waiting for? Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at The Travel Shifters or by visiting my website at travelshifters.com. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. 